So hey everyone welcome to the newest episode of the Sad Sessions podcast I hope you guys are listening to this from a safe and isolated location Today we have Jeremy Goyo who heads growth at Spendesk Uh, Spendesk is an all-in-one corporate expense and spend management service based in the beautiful city of Paris, which is which is beautiful. But I think it's it's kind of you know scary out there, Jeremy. So yeah, nice to meet you, uh, Sunil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just a little bit about you, Jeremy, from my side. So I picked this up from your LinkedIn, which makes me curious to think, right? So Jeremy, you have written that you are you are a marketer with sales skills who knows how to code. So that's that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I I spend few times to describe myself, and I mm-hmm. say, okay, I'm a marketing guy, but I'm also like a sales guy, and I'm also like an engineer. So this mm-hmm. is like uh, to not find a typical job. I just uh, describe myself la- like that. I think it was a, a nice and and a visible w- way to to describe myself. Oh, that that that's interesting. And and let me. So do you have anything to add into your intro here? Yeah, for sure. So, so I start in the tech industry. I was 14 years old. I may, I built like a bookmaking platform. I sold that after after a few months, and this is where I discovered like the acquisition to try to acquire some people to 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 enjoy my website. After that, I joined Spendesk. So as uh, one of the first employee. So it was in 2016. It was like a small startup with five people at that time. And uh, today we are like 180. Uh, with an offices in Paris, Berlin, London, and also San Francisco. I originally built like the, the growth team at Spendesk. And since a few months, I have a new mission is to, to launch, launch Spendesk in the US. So now I'm based in uh, San Francisco to, uh, to open a new country for Spendesk. That's, that's really great, Jeremy. And I think we, when we uh, last talked, so your plan at Spendesk is like, you know, to get 300 people in the team in 2020. Currently, you said you are at 180. And, you know, so when you last discussed this, so I think, I don't think there was this pandemic situation in the world. So has this yeah. plan changed? So has, it, has this thing changed your plan by any means or it, is it still the same? Yeah, no, it, it, uh, it was beginning of uh, February. We discussed together and the, 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 everything changed for that. So mm-hmm. for, for now, it's completely unclear. We don't really know. So mm-hmm. we are in a lockdown mode. So we move the company to fully remote. Uh, but we don't know the economic crisis, if it will happen and what will be the size of this crisis. So for mm-hmm. the moment, we, have, we want to keep the, the, all the employees at Spendesk. So the top priority is to keep all the position and maybe to change some cost card, but we want to keep all the 180 employees at the moment. And right. we stop the, the, the hiring for now. So all the people who receive a job offer since the beginning of the year uh, joined Spendesk, so uh, like 30 people joined the company in the last uh, few weeks. But now we're waiting like the first part of the like the lockdown is over to take more uh, hypothesis. Uh, but until we don't know where will be the economy in six or 12 months, we don't want to take any risk uh, for our right. current employee. Right, right. So currently I think Spendesk is on like a hiring freeze. So can you tell us more about Spendesk? Yeah, for sure. So, mm-hmm. so basically, the, the idea of Spendesk, it comes from like a frustration we had in the past. As the idea is to, to, to let employees access to the company money, but with all the control and safety behind. So we, we develop a, a, a platform. So it's a SaaS product where all the employees can access to the company payment method. For example, if when you need to pay a freelancer, so you have to pay an invoice, you can just upload it into Spendesk. When you have to ask for a new budget for your marketing campaign, for example, on 
Facebook ads, you can ask this request on Spendesk. And if you have to buy something on Amazon, you can just generate a virtual card on Spendesk. So this is the idea of Spendesk, is, is a go for all the employees to pay at work. It's the one place where employee can spend the company money in a safe and controlled environment. That's really great. I mean, I've seen myself, you know, go to my colleague and ask for his credit card, which is issued by the company to get some tools or get some software. So I think this would help a lot of people, you know, ease this whole process. That's, that's a really great one. So Jeremy, I think we, we're going to discuss about growth from your perspective in, in this, this episode. I, and I'm very sure that it is going to be a great one because uh, since you are a marketer with a sales skills and who knows how to code. So that's, that's really an interesting perspective. So let's talk growth. So what is uh, growth according to you? Yeah, I, I think there is a, a ton of definition of growth. In the past, we talked about a lot of growth hacking, growth product. So I will, will try to give my own definition of growth. Uh, so for us, growth is how can we increase the revenue of the company? So this is the, the mission of the team. You will, see, you will say that most of the business team are working on increasing the revenue. When I say sales, customer success, but as well marketing. So we are a business team at Spendesk. How we do that? We do that with different methods and techniques. This is our DNA of doing growth at Spendesk. But my simple definition is how can we increase the revenue of the company today? Totally, totally. I think uh, growth should be definitely tied to revenue of the company. So uh, what are some of the big bets that you're taking like in building the growth function at Spendesk? Yeah, exactly. So it changed a lot. So for example, my job when uh, it was like a small startup without customers, only with five people. And today with an established startup post series B. So we raised 50 million with index venture in last September. So we are quite established. So now my mission is more to take strategy, but on a yearly plan. You know, when you launch a startup, it's more like on a, on a weekly basis. So every week you right. change the priority and to double down on what is working. Now right. we are in a way where we have, we have like yearly objective. So my, my goal, uh, my job as head of growth is to take big strategy. So at, as you mentioned, I call that a big bet. So it's like strategy of the company that we will double down on it and we can see in a few months or in a few weeks, it will be a success or not. So in 2020, we have like three big bets. Um, so the first one is the data intelligence. So today we live in a world where all the data is, is accessible. So our mission is basically imagine like uh, if the, all the companies in the world are of big forest, you know, with the multiple trees, our mission is to identify the best trees for the salespeople. So we based on the external data, the data we can find to analyze who is the best customer for Spendesk or not. So this is one big bet about the data intelligence for the business. The second one is about what we call the growth intent. So basically a growth intent is how can we identify the companies that will purchase a credit card solution, an expense solution, a, right. uh, an accounting software. So we based on specific like trigger criteria, internal or external, to identify the companies that will need Spendesk in the coming uh, weeks. So this is all the intent uh, behind the, 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 right. the philosophy. And the last mm -hmm. one, it's more like very similar to the growth marketing. I think because in, in the world of growth is very famous for the growth marketing. So how can we increase some specific KPIs? Uh, so mainly on Spendesk is about the performance and the conversion of the website and also about the community. I'm sure we'll talk about the, the community behind Spendesk, but how right. can we increase these different KPI by using like growth marketing expertise? Right, right. And, and I, th I think you're definitely doing that, Jeremy. So how big is the growth team currently? 
Yeah, so there is a different model of building a, a growth team. You can find a great article online. I decided to build an independent team, meaning all the resources are part of the same team. So in my team, I have eight people uh, from data science to engineers to marketers working in the same team. So we are a fully independent team of eight people working together. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice, nice. And what what are those? So I think these these three big bets that you're taking, like you know, at the growth function. So I think that's how you have uh, segmented your growth team as well. Yeah, exactly. We are working as a squad. So each squad have uh, different people on it. So as you as we discussed, there is a different role and position into the inside the growth team. So I like to to talk about two profile uh, in the growth team, and I'm sure people will will. Uh, Will interpret that so the first one is the technical marketers um, so i call also that like um, the business partner is someone with a business background working in sales or marketing in the past mainly in acquisition and um, the difference with other marketers or with other business person i would say like he understands how internet is working meaning right. like yeah he, like a coding bootcamp he know how to use zapier but also some advanced function he can explain an api to a, to a five, uh, five years old children and he can manipulate a JSON or using like Google script. So this is what I call a technical marketer. It will be the business partner for most of the project we are working on. And for every project, there is an engineer. So we call that a growth engineer. It was a new job when we hired the first, but now it's quite popular and I'm very happy for that. And a growth engineer is someone who worked in a product team in the past, so real engineers, someone we have like between four to five years of engineering, uh, mainly backend uh, side. Um, I like to hire like self-learners, so people who learn how to code themselves because right. they, they learn the, the code to do something else. And this right. is exactly what I'm waiting for a growth engineer, to use the code, but not only to write a beautiful code, to have an impact. So today, inside each squad, there is a business partner and a growth engineer behind. And today, because we are like between eight to 10 people inside the team, I found that hiring a product owner, so like a product ops or ops person, well, I call that a product owner, help us to, to be better organized and ensure we capitalize into our skills and creativity. So today I have someone who coordinate uh, to ensure like the team is well organized and data driven and most of the, of the function is a key position when you start to have a growth team like uh, the size as we have at Spendesk. Great. And, and why do you think, Jeremy, like, you know, like you said, like, uh, on the big bets, you're taking data as like one of the big bets. And then you have a few people who works on data on your on your growth team and plus people who love to code yeah. engineers, basically on our growth team. So how come growth team has data uh, people and the engineer as part of the core growth function? I think it's important, depend of, of our, our DNA. For us, most of our acquisition it based on the people we contact. Meaning right. today, our, we discover that if people don't want or are not ready to buy Spendesk, it will be a waste of time. So it's better mm -hmm. like to, to go to the people who are wa waiting to buy Spendesk than to go in a different industry or people who, who don't care about us. So the main challenge for us is to really like segmentize for two reasons. First, we can sell Spendesk to anyone from a company to 20, for a company of 2,000 employees or more. They can uh -huh. use Spendesk. As you mentioned, all the companies who spend money can use Spendesk. So our right. challenge is very difficult because we have to do some segmentation uh -huh. to identify like a key segment of people to have like a, a more personalized message because you can't 
sell the same product to anyone. You have to each one identify the part of the product bundle they need, the use case they need, and mm -hmm. also the, 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 the use case that will cover. So why we need um, engineers and data science? Because today the only way we found to, to segmentize these people is to leverage the data available on the internet. So we, we right. capture and collect a lot of uh, information. We enrich this information and we analyze the data to identify if there is some criteria that can help us to identify new segment and have a better uh, marketing or sales approach. Great. I think what you're saying is like you invest a lot of efforts into personalization, which is definitely exactly. uh, important in terms of growth. And I, I know that you have, you know, got your first 300 customers only by doing outbound strategies. So I, I think this uh, building this kind of fun growth function with these set of people was the driving factor behind driving the first 300 customers totally outbound. Yes, that's correct. And um, maybe to come back of how, why I build a growth team. When you are early stage employee and a new manager, you know, you don't really know what it's like to hire people. So the first two people I hire to build my team is the resources I need. So how I build my team, I have some frustration, some limit from technical to marketing limit, and I just hire better people than me to do my job. So that was the initial idea. And that's why we have a team composed like that, because it was to solve the different problem we had at that time. And maybe to come back about our acquisition strategy, so we launched the company in 2016 and we are a new product category, meaning we, we are launching a spend management product. And a few years ago, it was a new category. No one, we don't have any competitors. We don't have any established company. So we have to educate the market. We have to go after to the finance people to, to explain the problematics they have today and the solution we can have together. So right. our mission, and, when you're, and the best advice I have when you launch a company is to just talk to people. And for us, the, the only way to talk to people was to ask for introduction, to send cold email to someone, and to identify people on LinkedIn and outreach with, with them directly on LinkedIn. So we launched a company and we want to pitch to learn more about the position, the problem into different companies to have like, you know, a broader vision. So that was the strategy. And we didn't realize that the first people we interviewed became our first customers. So I remember some, for, for example, some companies that are now popular, like Halgolia, you know, the IPI of, of search. Yeah. So right. in 2016, we just contact the finance lead, uh, the finance manager in, in the company. We asked like 40 minutes interviews with him, asking question, question, question. And by asking this question, we help the finance people to realize that, okay, there is a clear problem in my company. And maybe the guy who are just like young people with a crazy idea, maybe they will, they will solve it. And now um, Algolia is a customer for us since four years. So it's been okay. a success. So the, the main strategy was to identify people that we know we can learn from them, outreach to them, evangelize them. And the only way we identify that at that time was outbound. So cold email and uh, LinkedIn outreach. We didn't okay. have any inbounds for the first 12 months of existence of the company. Totally. And I think uh, little did you, you guys know that when you're doing user research, you are actually not doing user research, but you're actually pitching uh, spenders to these prospects of yours in different companies who eventually became your customers. That's really great story. And again, based on what you told, right, based on how you build your growth function with a lot of engineers and data people in your growth growth team. And I've seen you have run some great growth strategies at Spendest. So can you discuss with us a few i think my my favorite ones are from your presentation and your data like the mr robot hack the one with the sas talk 
Wi-Fi and mm. you know the one with the brute okay. force expensive file. <laughs> so can you yes. can you explain each of these in in a little detail for the audience because I'm sure they're gonna love it. Yeah, for sure. So um, this is this is good because uh, uh, we do a job that people are uh, like the the job and the experiment. So uh, I will talk about this experience and experiment. But uh, as I mentioned, growth is not only the acts and the and the and the experiment. So right. most of the time, people only remember the acts and the strategy. Trust me, this is like what people like. But this is not only our job. We're not only right. doing acts, but when we do it, people like it. So we'll talk about it. So the first one, uh, it was it was quite quite uh, popular and and very viral. So basically, uh, I watching a lot of TV shows, and you know, some are not on Netflix, and we don't have HBO in France. So I uh-huh. just check on popcorn time most of some uh, TV shows, okay? And at the at the beginning, uh, and because I'm French, so I'm using I'm watching with a French subtitle on it to ensure uh-huh. I'm not losing uh, some key moment. Right. And on this subtitle, I most of the time realize that at the beginning and at the end of the subtitle, there is mm-hmm. a website, you know, like right. subtitle by uh, translated by. So right. I just had the idea to say, okay, why not putting like a custom subtitle into the TV show? And the strategy, right. so I, I just Googled it, found the website, uh, spent some uh, some Bitcoin at that time. And the strategy was, okay, what's the best TV show that uh, employee of Spendless was watching? It was Silicon Valley, a great show, and Mr. Robot. So what I did, I, I asked to sponsor all the TV shows of Silicon Valley and Mr. Robot in French. So uh-huh. And when you was watching like Mr. Robot or Silicon Valley on popcorn time with a French subtitle, you are have a Spendesk advertising at the beginning, want to say, hey, want to join a startup? Spendesk.com is hiring. So imagine oh. I do that, like it was two years ago. I just pay a services, ask my request, few back and forth email, and no news. So I just lose like a few Bitcoins at that time. Okay. And mm-hmm. like three weeks, four weeks after that, I start to have some tweets. I start to have some LinkedIn posts of people mm-hmm. say, hey, Spendesk, did you hack Mr. Robot subtitle? <laughs> and it become viral. So, like, so the, the, the statistics for advertising is more than one million of French people saw the ads, uh-huh. and it become also great on the on the reach on LinkedIn. So you know, in our days, like the reach on LinkedIn is huge. So right. I, I can't imagine the number of people who saw that. So I have a, we have a, like a workshop of onboarding every two weeks, and I have mm-hmm. someone every time they say, "Hey, I remember the French subtitle uh, about Mr. Robot," and we have we still have some people who apply every day or not apply, I can share with you a funny moment. Like people say, I'm not applying for the job. I just have fun on the subtitle. So that was the idea. What I like between this idea is mm-hmm. we didn't try to copy a strategy that was working. We just right. had an idea. And why this idea is a success, everything is the same. Because we have a well-segmented audiences. Okay, We mm-hmm. don't sponsor all the, subtitle, uh, all the TV shows. We only select like the tech-friendly uh, TV shows with a nice message and in a viral way. Right. And this is so, for me the DNA of the growth. It's identify uh, precise audiences, have build a custom messages, and find a nice way to distribute this message. So that's why I like uh, this experience. And people can go on my LinkedIn and check for for the post of yeah. people opinion for that. Okay. The second one, it was it was uh, the SaaS talk. So SaaS talk is a big uh, soft, uh, SaaS uh, event in Dublin in uh, every years, and on there is like ten thousand people I think between three to ten thousand people at this event and we was an early stage company at that time so we didn't have money to pay for an expensive booth and so we say okay how can we make some noise during this event and the idea was 
uh, with my team was, okay, the Wi-Fi sucks. Every time you go to a trade, a trade show, the Wi-Fi sucks. So why right. not building our own Wi-Fi? So what we did, we, we, we equip all the salespeople with a Raspberry Pi, so a small computer in the back, right? and they yeah. have a giant credit card. So imagine uh, you can see the picture like a big Spendesk purple giant credit card. And they was walking in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the center. And when you open your iPhone or your smartphone around the, the, the salespeople, and you try to join the Wi-Fi, there is a Wi-Fi called free Sastock, so the first one. When you click on it, you have a landing page about Spendesk, about the giant card, with a picture of the sales who was like 25 meters or 35 meters from you. And that's been like very, very viral. So mm -hmm. from this event, we generate like 600 leads highly qualified leads just on this landing page of the Wi-Fi. It's become always viral. So people from the event, people, our friends from Intercom and Aircall, right. just mm -hmm. share about it. And if people have been to this uh, SaaS talk this year, they can remember that Spendesk uh, did a great nose without paying for any boss. So that was a, a great experiment as well on the technical aspect. And maybe a, a last one I, I wanted to share more on the hack, but more about the strategy. Right. As I mentioned, the data intelligence is very important. As I, I said, we can sell to anyone in the world. So we need right. to segmentize the people who, who, who to target. Mm -hmm. And we are doing a, not only an expense solution, we are doing, a, like, all, as you mentioned in the initial pitch, the all products. So we can do like expense, credit card. If you need to pay, we have the solution. But we have some competitors, for example, Expensify, who is an amazing company, is one of our competitors. Mm -hmm. What we identify, we identify a way to know if a company is using Expensify or not. There is a thousand ways to do that. I saw an article last week about how can you do that with Zoom. What mm -hmm. we discover, for, for example, on Expensify, if when you try to create an account with a specific email on the Expensify.com, mm -hmm. if this email is already associated to an Expensify account, you can't create an email. So basically, the, you identify the company you want to target, you mm -hmm. find an email address for those companies, you try right. to sign up automatically on Expensify. If mm -hmm. you can sign up, you can sell the account so you don't go to the end of the sign up so the user is not notified. Otherwise, mm -hmm. Expensify will block you and you can create an account. So from a list of 100 companies doing mm -hmm. this, uh, this action with automation, you can have the list of only companies that are using Expensify. And imagine right. to give this information into the sales team. So you'd say, okay, contact this guy for the expense features and say it about the battle card why we are better to Expensify in France, why we are better than Expensify in Germany. So that was a very powerful way. And this is more on the global strategy, as I mentioned, of the data intelligence to have more information about the company, to be more relevant and add more value to the prospect. Totally, that's, that's a really cra uh, crazy idea, Jeremy. I think those, uh, again, as you said, right? So growth is not about these, just these ideas. It's also about, you know, knowing your customer, you know, having a lot of data on them and then really personalizing uh, your message to them and then selling your product to them, right? It's not only about these apps. These things would just give you a lot of attention is what I think, right? Yeah, and as I mentioned, I decided to only like present uh, three experiments. Behind that, there is a real strategy and uh, we initiate a strong thing. I just want to mention, so you mentioned the definition of growth. I want to mention also our DNA. So why we are doing that? It's because in our part of our DNA of the growth team at Spendesk, we have a heavy growth engineering mindset. So all of the team is an engineer, basically. The second one, we are fully independent. We are 
an independent team. We are not part of the marketing. We are not part of the product. We are fully independent. The, the, the last topic, maybe, uh, it's also we like to do like non-traditional marketing and sales. Why? Right. Because we like to write, you know, from, a, from a white pages and not when we know like something is working, we, are, we will not be the best to do it because we'll be boring. You know, we'll be bored. So we like right. to create something new. And the last one, we have a great velocity. So today we are organized more like as a product team and we invest massively to ensure we keep this velocity to ensure we can launch, iterate pretty fast. And we are creative people as you discovered with these different examples. Great. That, that's really great to know. And I think this, this growth team has helped spend us grow 300% year on year, as we discussed before. And I, I guess you mentioned you had like 1500 plus customers uh, currently. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really great. I mean, doing all these things and doing all these activities, I think, got, got all these traction for you, like being very fast and doing unconventional things and stuff like that. Yeah, 70% of these 15,000 customers are coming from growth, growth source, meaning that uh-huh. they have been identified by the growth team and have right. been uh, converted and, and closed by the sales team. So it's a real collaboration of, we are doing the job to identifying the companies and the sales team convert them because we have one of the best sales team in Europe at the moment. That's a, that's a really great, I mean, maybe I should talk to your... You know, the person who had sales connect. <laughs> Definitely. I can introduce yeah. you to Nicolas. Great. So, yeah, I think we have reached the course here, uh, Jeremy, but I have a few lightning round questions. So, to start with, let's talk more growth a little. So, how do you explain growth to a, you know, a 10-year-old child? Yes, um, I think this question is great. So, you can explain to a 10-year-old child or to grandmother or grandparent, you know, at the family dinner when they say, what's your job? I think the most difficult part of my job is to explain it to my parents and my, and my family. So mm-hmm. I'm taking the exercise. And so basically, my job is to identify people who will need to buy my product. Okay. Mm-hmm. So my mission is to identify the people that will buy my product. And so we want, like, since people have a lot of time now on their hands, so what's your uh, favorite book that you would recommend to the listeners? Something that has helped you the most? Yeah, I, I, will, I like one particular. It's called The Five Dysfunction of a Team from mm-hmm. Patrick Lancioni. What I like this book, uh, it's for people who will experience the scale. So we, we at first spent us as a team of four people. Today we are 180. And in different coming weeks and coming months, so you have a lot of dysfunctionment. And this mm-hmm. book is very great to give you like tools and framework to identify this dysfunction that is normal when you scale a company. And right. to change the habit and change the organizational to not have like politic and not have like other topics that can fuck up the culture and fuck up the company. So this is one of the great books, The Five Dysfunction of a Team. Right. Amazing. And my last question, Jeremy, like what keeps you going? What's the motivation for you? Yeah, on, on, a, on a professional level, what, I like to work with the people I work with. So I work with smart people. I, I choose them. Most of them, uh, I approach them for a few months before they convince them to, to join me. So every mm-hmm. week, I wake up and I'm working with smarter people than me. And I decide to work with these people. The second one is maybe to be on top of my expertise. So people from you, from the other part of the world, now contact me on LinkedIn and we can have like hours of discussion talking about right. each other. So being one of the best in my industry, allow me to meet new people and exchange with different backgrounds. And I love that. And more on a personal level, I have one project in mind since I'm very young. I want mm-hmm. to, to privatize and purchase my middle school 
my middle age school to solve the different uh, education problem I had in my uh, hometown. So that's why I'm wake up every week. That's why I'm working hard to have enough money and enough network to purchase a, a school in France and be my uh, change the education on my level. Mm-hmm. That's that's really great, and that's a great uh, dream to have, uh, Jeremy. I wish you all the best in you know getting there, and I think you'll get there eventually. I hope so. I will do everything that you know me, so I will do everything to to reach that. Yeah, maybe <laughs> that's really great. So yeah, thanks a lot, Jeremy, for joining us uh, on this episode. We got to know a lot about growth, and plus we got to know a few growth experiments that you did at Spendus, which are which caught attention of a lot of people uh, around you. So yeah, thanks a lot, Jeremy. Thanks for the invite, Sunil. Have a great day. Yeah.